the other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is the other side of midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. It is election day. It is election day all over our listening area. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut all have races that are going to be pretty competitive. And this is expected to be a super low turnout race. So absolutely anything can happen and I would encourage you to go out and vote today if you haven't done so already. I was one of the people that voted early and if you're curious, in New York City, just 86,000 New Yorkers took advantage of early voting for the November 7th general election. That's according to the City Board of Elections data. That amounts to about 1.9% of the city's more than 4.7 6 million active registered voters. Think about that. Nine days of early voting at a cost to the taxpayers of seven and a half million dollars at a time when we're doing away with uh, DSNY picking up e-waste. At a time when we're trying to find money to take care of all these migrants, we have nine days of early voting for an election that nobody is showing up to. I would ask the state legislature and the governor to please amend this early voting law. Maybe it makes sense to have nine days of early voting for the presidential race where you have record turnout numbers, as was the case in 2020. It makes no sense for the primary. It makes no sense for special elections. It makes no sense for these off-year elections. There should just be three days of early voting. You can't make it on a Tuesday and you want to vote in person rather than by mail. Allow people to vote the weekend before Saturday, Sunday, Monday, something along those lines or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever the case may be. Nine days of early voting is wasteful and it's too much. And we're going to spend another seven and a half million dollars today staffing all the poll sites around the city. I'm not criticizing the state legislature because I realize this is still new and it takes you a while to kind of figure out how this is going to work. Now we know you don't need nine days of early voting for elections that no one's voting in anyway. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Tomorrow, everyone, this is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Moreno. It is election day here in New York City, and there are about a half dozen city council races which are probably going to be pretty close, probably going to be pretty competitive. But I want to call your attention to one in Queens. The neighborhoods include Whitestone, College Point, those areas. It is the 19th council district, and you have a rematch of city council. Councilmember Vicki Palladino. She's the Republican. She's the incumbent. She's running against the former councilman, Tony Avella. This is actually the third time that these two have run against one another. And I know Tony Avella a long time. I've supported him for several offices over the years. I think I might have even supported him for mayor one time. 
I really like it. However, I have been absolutely blown away at what an effective council member Vicki Palladino is. Her voice on everything from congestion pricing to the migrant issue to the retiree health care issue in New York City has been sorely needed. And this is like having a regular person in the city council. Not that she is regular in terms of her energy level. She has far more energy than anybody that I've ever met. But it's like having a person who sees things the way that regular people do because she got involved in politics later in life and she has to deal with those same issues that all of us have to deal with. She doesn't come from that ivory tower of academia or the world of political groupthink. So I have to tell you, when Vicky first ran against Tony Avella for state senate, I guess that was in 2018, I was skeptical of her. But I have become a huge supporter and a big fan and I am hoping she pulls out a big victory today. Not because she a Republican because I'm an independent. I vote for Democrats all the time, and I voted for Tony Avella specifically in the past. But because this is exactly the type of person that we need more of in government. We need people who are mothers, who are citizens, who are activists, running for office, putting their record out there, and coming forward to serve the public. We could use a few more Vicki Palladinos in the city council, and I'm hoping she wins big today. If you live in the 19th Council District in Queens, I'm hoping you'll come out to vote for her. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Another day and another scandal involving New York City's bizarre campaign finance system. I don't even know if bizarre is the right word, but it's certainly absurd. The New York City Campaign Finance Board, which is genuinely nonpartisan, they're bureaucratic, they drive all the candidates crazy, but they are genuinely nonpartisan. They're investigating suspicious donations made to Amber Adler. Who's Amber Adler? She's a Democrat running for office today, challenging Republican City Council member Ina Vernikoff. Three people connected to North Shore Strategies, the Democratic consulting firm managing Adler's campaign, were listed as donors to Adler's campaign, but they told the newspaper City and State that they never donated to the campaign and their purported signatures had been forged. Forged. This is a very big deal and this is going to merit an investigation and potentially even criminal charges because apparently somebody that Amber Adler also ran against was getting money from some of the same people that were listed as donors so it looks to be a whole shady campaign finance scheme but it's not crazy to think that what happened here is that this consulting firm North Shore Strategies wanted to create as many straw donors as possible, as many contributors as possible, in order to increase the match that their candidate, Amber Adler, was getting and would then presumably pay North Shore Strategies. This is the same situation we're seeing with the Eric Adams campaign. It's the same situation that we saw with New York's former Lieutenant Governor Brian Benjamin. It's the same situation we see as long as you have this bizarre system of eight to one matching funds, which the candidates and the consultants view as free money. And I can't stress enough how much of a mistake it is that they are replicating this New York City boondoggle of a system on a statewide basis. Pretty soon you are going to see these sorts of scandals in state legislative races all over the state. And I don't know that you're going to be able to catch them all. 
It's a big problem and should be amended. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Just a few years ago, all of Long Island, Nassau and Suffolk was blue. Both counties had a Democratic county executive. Both counties had a Democratic district attorney. Both counties had a Democratic-led state legislature. Well, as of today, it appears that all of Long Island will have completed its transition from blue to red. Recently, we have seen county office after county office in both Nassau and Suffolk switch from Democratic hands to Republican hands. And today, there's a big election for Suffolk County Executive. The current county executive, Steve Ballone, a Democrat, is term limited. The overwhelming favorite for this office and to win today is Republican Ed Romaine. Now, I suggested that I thought this would have been a great office for Lee Zeldin to run for because he would have had a Republican legislature that he could work with that would pass his agenda and potentially be a model for the rest of the state. Here was Ed Romaine talking about one of the central points of his campaign, which has to do with taxes. Most counties don't tax your electric bill. We do. We tax your propane bill. We tax your natural gas bill. We tax your home heating fuel. I think that's a regressive tax. I'd like to see if we can move away from doing that. That audio courtesy of WABC Channel 7. No affiliation with this radio station. It's going to be very interesting to see what this portends for the rest of the state. Long Island has quickly become a red oasis in a blue desert. I'm curious what this means for the state legislative elections next year. Right now, the Republicans are a super minority in both the Assembly and the Senate. It used to be the Republicans held most of the Senate seats out on Long Island. Could they potentially win back the five seats on Long Island that they've lost and break up the supermajority the Democrats now have in Albany? That would really be something. I don't want to sound like I'm rooting for the Republicans here, but I'm totally against the idea of a one-party state. And I think we should have balance. And I think if there were a few more Republicans in the state legislature, I think that would be a healthy thing for the state of New York. Beam me up! To be continued.